Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who makes all things new, whose mercy endures forever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, 
Your loving kindness always goes before us and follows after us. Summon us into your light and direct our steps in the ways of goodness that come through the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. And of course I wrote this thinking that I'd have at least my child that can speak with me, but she woke up five minutes before it was time to leave the house, so we will go on. Listening to God, trusting with our hearts, and following Jesus. Those sound easy, but in act are very difficult. Jesus' friends, however, who were fishermen, did just that. They left their fishing nets and followed Jesus right away. They left their jobs and their daily routines, deciding to follow Jesus. Now, does that make you nervous? Because I like my routine. I like my job. Now, if there were children here, I would have loved to hear what answers they might have had about what it would feel like to just stop going to daycare, stop going to school, just drop everything to follow Jesus. I imagine Victoria would uh, not want to drop her Legos. She would definitely not drop her bear. There are things that would be very difficult to just be dropped. Now, it seems impossible, especially in the world that we live in today, to leave everything behind. So instead, we can choose to focus on following Jesus and loving people every single day. And maybe not leave our jobs behind or our homes behind or our routines behind, but figure out how loving Jesus fits into that routine and what things can we leave behind. Can we leave behind anger? Can we leave behind jealousy? Can we leave behind some of those things that wouldn't really fit with following Jesus? Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the stories of those who were able to drop everything to follow your son. Help us to remember to include him in our lives and to include that love that you showed to us and share it with others. Amen. invite you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. begins his public ministry shortly after John the Baptist is imprisoned by Herod. He proclaims the nearness of God's reign and calls four fishermen to be his first disciples. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. 
He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. You may be seated. So last week, we heard in the Gospel of John the beginning of Jesus calling the disciples with a come and follow me, or come and see. It was come and see, was, it was his response. And now he's saying, follow me. I will make you fishers of people, fishers of men. It's a translation thing. But... We live in a place where there are real fishermen who do it professionally. So I think people in Alaska have a, a clear idea of what, what being a fisherman, fisher people, is about. This is not going and sitting on a lake quietly while you meditate and have a couple beers, you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with you know, going fishing on a lake as... as uh, uh, recreation, but that's not the same thing as professional fishing, right? Professional fishing is hard work. It is long work. It is sometimes brutal work. And in many cases now, it's getting to be rarer work just because of the availability of fish. But you probably know, maybe, I don't know if anybody here is is professional fisher, but you probably know uh, them. And having that image, I think, helps make a, a richer understanding of, come, I will make you fishers of people, or I will make you fish for people. That we're talking about... Uh, Harder, more brutal, in some cases, thankless invitation. He's not saying, let's go fishing next weekend, right? So when we talk about the call, I'm, I'm glad Amanda talked about you know, what we drop. And here, the, the disciples dropped their profession and their family and followed. While we are all called, 
we're not all called away from what we're already doing. We're called, as Amanda pointed out, away from pieces of what we're already doing. And we have to regularly let go of some of those things that we're called away from. But all of our callings are to something. And even if we're good with that, a lot of us kind of go, OK, yeah, but how? That's, that's good. But sometimes it's easier to discern my call than others. And sometimes it's easier to, to be conscious of living this than others. Well, I want to point out that in this one, he says, follow me. Follow me. He doesn't say, go do it without me. Now, when people learn how to fish here, how do they learn how to fish? It's not from watching YouTube videos. They what? They go with someone. They go with someone how many times? Years. Years. Over and over and over. And they learn bits. And they take on bits of responsibility. And they get to see some of the rugged piece of it. But like I said, it's not just go watch a YouTube video. And oh, you don't even want to see what I did with a fish when I tried to watch a YouTube video to um, fillet it. But um, that wasn't fishing. That was just fillet. So I mean, these are things that are, that are hard to learn. Following Jesus to fish for people is also done by learning, learning to do it. We're not sent out without any, any, um, any ideas or any practice. And in, in this story of Matthew with the calling, there's some very um, physical place language that helps describe how we learn. So first it says, uh, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. That withdrew word in Matthew, when Matthew uses that with, withdraw, it's always used when Jesus is turning away from violence. When he's turning away from earthly power and overpowering of people. And we know, we know that John, when he was imprisoned and then later executed, that this was, this was a violent power battle. Jesus consistently turns away from that, withdraws from that, because it's not Jesus' way. It's never about power. Well, it's never about overpowering. It's about the power of turning oneself over. So there's the turn. And then he says, um, we, he, he refers to what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. And this is one of those times when we actually hear the prophet Isaiah lesson when, he, when it's quoted. But he's referring to what do we learn from the scriptures? Right? He's referring to this is what we hear from the prophets. This is what we hear from scripture. We've been told these things. So turn, turn away from violence, turn away from uh, power, turn away from factionalism. That's what the first Corinthians was talking about, factionalism. And then learn. And I don't actually remember who I learned this from. I'm pretty sure it was an Episcopalian. But you can think of following Jesus as 
a, a seven-step process. So turn, everybody do this, turn, okay? Learn, so do this like you're opening a Bible, learn, okay? After that, you're gonna pray, then you're gonna worship, and then you're gonna bless, because we go to do the work, bless. And then you go. And then you rest. We'll do that again, twice more, but before the end. But I want to I want to point out how he goes through steps of doing this. Um, in this particular case, he doesn't he doesn't pray to God. But we have many texts where Jesus teaches us pray. This is how you pray. Pray to the Father. Next week we get the Beatitudes, which is the sermon that that reminds us about about turning to God. And worship, worship is a celebration. It's a celebration of being in God's presence. Uh, I had a Methodist professor who said, worship is like a party for God. And when you go to a party in honor for somebody, right, you go to celebrate. Regardless of, of whether it's a birthday party, a retirement party, or an anniversary party. So if this is God's party, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit party. Worship is, is celebrating being in that presence, celebrating knowing God. And then he says, follow me, and, I, and I'm going to have you do these things. I'm going to go along, and we're going to go blessing and healing and curing every disease. And it's interesting, the language where it says here, he went on the road by the sea. So the road by the sea, to us, is just the road by the sea. But to them, that's a very... That's a particular reference. It's like us saying the Alcan Highway, right? Where everybody knows what that is, and that's a major, a major connection between communities. Well, the road by the sea actually connects, I think, Egypt to Damascus and has lots of travelers on it and lots of international travelers. So these, these are people that, that are beyond Judea, that we're going to go to. And he's going to go and uh, cure, oh, preach in the synagogues. Sorry, worship. Preach in the synagogues and cure every disease and every sickness among the people. So when we go, we, we go following somebody. right? We're always following Jesus. And when we're called, we're called to follow Jesus in whatever it is that we're called to do. And for many of us, that is in our profession, or it is in our household, or it is in our volunteer work or our boards. It also isn't necessarily that God's going to lead us in there, that Jesus is going to lead us in the same direction for our whole lives. We may be called to a particular calling for a particular time. And that, and that might shift over time. But we're always going to be taught. We're going to be taught so that we know what we're following. And we're not trying to go fishing without having any idea how to do it. Now, if I went out and tried to fish professionally, I probably would not survive. 
Okay? I don't have a ton of common sense, and it's hard work, and I don't know how to do it. Right? When we go out ministering, I don't know that we won't survive if we don't follow, but we will get beat up. It won't be life-giving for us unless we're following Jesus. Going against our calling is frustrating and exhausting. And that's important to recognize because sometimes our calling kind of happens to us, and then sometimes the life that happens to us isn't our calling, and the life that gets put on us isn't our calling. And we have to discern, is this where Jesus is calling me? And it may not look like the success or the future or the path that I expected or that was planned out for me. But if we're going to follow Jesus, it's going to be a lot more fruitful and a lot easier than if we try to go against that. Turn away from, see now we're doing the hand gestures again, turn, turn away from that which is violent, that which is divisive, that which, which builds enmity, that which puts self above others. Turn, learn, pray, worship, I think it's, oh bless, send, and rest. Why rest? Because God created Sabbath to recreate, to recreate us. One more time, ready? Turn, learn, pray, worship, bless, go, rest. He teaches us how. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And ascended to heaven. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Called together to follow Jesus, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Make your church one in purpose, proclaiming the message of the cross. Help us to work together across differences, energize ecumenical partnerships, including the World Council of Churches and the Lutheran World Federation. Lutheran World Relief. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We rejoice at the bounty of, of your creation. Fill the land and sea with your abundance. Bless harvests in the Southern Hemisphere and fallow fields in the Northern Hemisphere. Equip farmers 
to till their grounds and fishermen and women to harvest from the waters by means that are ethical and sustainable. Merciful God, receive our prayer. In Christ, your reign comes near and calls all to repentance. Break the rod of the oppressor in every nation. Dispel the shadow of death in places of war and persecution. Grant us leaders who lift the yokes that burden those in need. Merciful God, be a stronghold for those in trouble and a rock for those who are afraid. Rouse communities to care for neighbors who need shelter or facing maltreatment or are isolated and lonely. Merciful God, sustain the ministries of this congregation and all churches in this community. Nurture each congregation's unique witness to your presence. Foster mutual respect. Inspire your cooperation in loving our neighbors. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We praise you for the faithful who have gone ahead of us, both famous and unknown. Help us to leave our nets and follow. Bring us to them to the fullness of your promise of eternal life. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. We bring to you our needs and hopes, O God, trusting your wisdom and power revealed in Christ crucified. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. Liberating God, you break the bonds of injustice and let the oppressed go free. Receive these offerings and thanksgiving for all your works of merciful power and shape us as people of your justice and freedom. You we magnify and adore through Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission, mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ, and service to all people. The God who faithfully brings forth justice and breaks the oppressor's rod, bless, strengthen, 
and uphold you today and always. Amen. Follow the way of Jesus. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, Current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.